Hello and welcome to the My VA Dayton podcast coming to you from Dayton, Ohio. This is the show where we talk with veterans in the Western Ohio region to share their stories and share what's happening at the Dayton VA Medical Center. I'm Scott Leese, your host with co-host Greg Tucker. We have with us today an Army veteran and Vietnam veteran uh, from Beaver Creek, Mayor Bob Stone. Great to have you with us today, Mayor. Well, good morning. It's great to be here. And we are so thrilled to have you. Uh, Mayor Stone was born in Beaver Creek and uh, has been a resident since 1953, graduating from Beaver Creek High School in 1967. Uh, Bob was inducted into his high school Hall of Fame in 2005. He attended Wright State University in the 1960s, then serving in Vietnam for 18 months. Uh, during his military service, Bob received numerous awards, including a Bronze Star Medal for meritorious achievement in ground operations against hostile forces. Discharged in 1972, he went to work for the Montgomery County Health Department while resuming classes at Wright State. Bob subsequently became a certified state uh, certified as a state registered sanita sanitarian. In uh, August of 1979, Bob started his own business, which has been in operation for 40 years. During these years, Bob made it a practice to give back to the community by involving himself in a wide range of organizations and causes. Uh, now he serves as Beaver Creek's mayor. Uh, Bob and his wife, Margaret, have been married for 47 years and are proud residents of Beaver Creek. Welcome again, Mayor Stone. Well, again, as I said before, it's a great pleasure to be here and and I'm looking forward to your questions. All right. Well, before we get to know you, uh, get to know a little bit more <coughs> about you, we're going to put you to the test. All right. It's time! That's right. It's time to play <laughs> Don't Tell Me. I think I know that. This is the game where we put our guests to the test of their knowledge of military trivia. It's also a game where our listeners can play along to see if their minds are mired in mounds of military minutiae like ours are. Are you ready to take this challenge, Mayor? I'll try. Well, here's your first question. Do you have to be a U.S. citizen to join the Army? Now, like I, I told you before we started here, we're asking you Army questions because you're an Army veteran. Can you tell us yes or no, do you have to be a U.S. citizen to join the Army? I do not believe you do. No. That is correct. No, you do not have to be a U.S. citizen. And you can actually join the Army if you are a resident alien as well. Uh, you do not have to be a citizen, but uh, you do have to take that oath, uh, that oath to defend the Constitution. Uh, your second question. Okay, here we go. These get harder as we go along. Uh, what president uh, chose to choose the colors of the present day blue dress uniform? Would it be Theodore Roosevelt, Franklin Roosevelt, George Washington, or Barack Obama? The current today's uniform. Correct. The I'm dress blue uniform. Dress blue. I'm going to go with Barack, President Barack Obama. Oh, you sure that? No, sir, I'm not sure. No, that's the wrong answer. Sorry about that. <laughs> and actually, back in 1778, the Continental Congress charged General George Washington with deciding on service uniform for the Continental Army. And he directed soldiers to wear, quote, Blue coats with different facings uh, for various state troops, artillery, uh, artillery, and artillery artificers, and light dragoons. Now, here's your bonus question: uh -oh. What is an artificer? Uh oh. 
We're in and, trouble now. And, and, and you know what? I would be in trouble, too, because I had to go look it up. When I saw this, what is an artisifer? I didn't even know how to pronounce it. I, I needed a pre, pre-education. So. <laughs> so an artisifer, by definition, is a skilled mechanic in the armed forces. Also right. a skilled craftsman or an inventor. Who knew? You learn something new every day here Absolutely. on the uh, My VA Dayton uh, Artisifer. Artisifer, <laughs> yes. Okay, here's your third and final question. Uh, what light utility vehicle replaced the Army's Jeep? Would it be, one, the Striker, two, the Humvee, three, the Water Buffalo, or four, the Cadillac Coupe de Ville? <laughs> I'm going to go with Humvee. That's correct. Yes, the Humvee replaced the Jeep and can be configured as a troop carrier, armament carrier, shelter carrier, uh, ambulance, uh, tow missile carrier, or a scout vehicle. So, Greg, uh, what has the mayor won for playing this fantastic game today? We have for the mayor a set of four Dayton VA industrial strength chip clips designed by NASA's aerospace engineers to keep your snacks fresh at home or wherever you may be traveling in the new future. Compliments of the Dayton VA. Well, I'm a lucky veteran. Yes, you are. They are well sought after chip clips, let me tell you. Uh, and they are industrial strength. They are, uh, don't get your fingers cut in them, as we, as we tell uh, okay. folks. So uh, we're going to take a quick break now. Uh, when we come back, we'll hear more from Mayor Stone and what he's doing today in the Dayton area. Our veterans put everything on the line to protect our freedom. We may never be able to repay them for their sacrifice, but we can show them just how much we appreciate all they've done. Every day, hundreds of people just like you volunteer to help our veterans. You can help by simply sharing your time, lending a warm smile, a supportive hand, or a sympathetic ear to someone who needs it. Everyone can do something to make our veterans know how much we appreciate their service. What will you do? And we're back with Army and Vietnam veteran Mayor Bob Stone. Uh, So you were inducted into your high school Hall of Fame in 2005. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about uh, how that happened? I wish I could, Scott. I mean, it's one of those things. <laughs> it's one of those things. With when I when I uh, was inducted in the ceremony, I kept asking people why, and <laughs> you know, and it's uh, uh, it's apparently just things that other people see in you. It's nothing that I had anything to do with. I just I'm Bob Stone. I just do what I do, and if it makes other people uh, gets their attention, then. So be it, but uh, I honestly do not know. Well, you I, th- might. I think I've I think I've done more things that might warrant that award since then, but certainly not uh, before then. I don't. Well, um, I would argue that actually because I did read your bio and I've and I've uh, learned a little bit about all that you've done. Uh, more specifically, how uh, dedicated you are to the community of Beaver Creek. Uh, you know, you've you've lived there for a long time, but you've also Travel the world. The military took you places. I know you love leisure travel. You go uh, to different places uh, around, uh, and yet you always hearken back to Beaver Creek. What is it about Beaver Creek that brings you back to uh, Beaver Creek and the Dayton area in general? You know, Dayton area and uh, more and more every day, even just within Beaver Creek, you can go and do just about anything you desire. Uh, we have a very diverse community, a whole very diverse region. 
you can go to uh, you can get to Columbus or Cincinnati within a short period of time. Uh, you've got the river down south, and you've got the Lake Erie up north. I mean, what else could you ask for? It's just a great place to be. Heaven on earth, absolutely. It is. Tell us, Mayor Stone, why did you choose to run for mayor? Well, I think uh, when, he, when it's local politics, it's not just your choice. It's a choice that other people and the people that are around you kind of give you a little shove. And sometimes that shove is hard, and sometimes that shove is just gentle. Let's try it. And so in my case, uh, uh, this goes back, I first ran for office uh, as a councilman back in uh, 1997. And so it was my introduction into, and it was other people saying that uh, we would like you to join us. And then as time went on and I demonstrated whatever leadership I may have, you know, that kind of builds. And then more people say, we would like you to do this type of work or we would like you to do that. And uh, about uh, almost eight or nine years ago, I said, I'm, I'm finished. I think I'm, I'm done enough for my community in that position. And so... Uh, a couple of years after I'd been out of office, there came that little push again, and a little hint. Uh, and uh, we were going to get a new city manager coming up before too long. And uh, people just said they would like to see me run again to, uh, to actually to bring some continuity to the position. We had a lot of the young new council members. So that one thing led to another. All of a sudden, uh, I have this little title. And uh, four years later, I uh, say, okay, I think I'm finished again. And uh, uh, others had more to say. The good news is that I'm term limited. So I, the rest of this term <laughs> is it. Until that expires. <laughs> until. Until, the next. until. Until. Yes. But that's, uh, that's one of the great things is that you know, a, lot, a lot of people seek office for, uh, for their own glory, for their own satisfaction, uh, or, or go with agendas. But you have been called time and time again back to public service by your electorate, and that, that speaks very highly of you. Um, and uh, it's like like you've said, it's a great community, and it's a great military community as well. Uh, you've got uh, right path there uh, in that that general vicinity. Um, tell us uh, tell us what it is uh, to be mayor of a mayor. Uh, to what it is to be mayor of a military centric community. Well, of course, again, I was raised in Beaver Creek, so the base has been there. Right, Pat's been there all along at the time that I was raised. Now it's grown tremendously. But my father was a civil servant out at Wright Pat. My father was also a World War II Marine veteran. And so the military is something that is fairly natural. Uh, but we, uh, we call the base commander the mayor or the Wright Patterson. Uh, very similar roles. His job is to Absolutely. oversee what's going on throughout the base uh, and even oversee people that outrank him. And so it's the mayor's position is very similar to that. And it's just one of those, uh, you're like a little umbrella that looks over all the little areas. And if you can find a way to suggest improvements or if you can bring two parties together to make it the whole operation better, then that's what we try to do. And, uh, 
and uh, so it's a it's very similar and we love all our interactions with Wright Pat yeah. it is uh, COVID has set us back so far mm-hmm. in our relationships this current base commander we've not had a whole lot of interaction with because of that but um, but every opportunity that I have as mayor and most of my neighboring mayors when we're invited to a change of command when we're invited to a uh, a concert for the uh, uh, Air Force Band or if we're invited to a groundbreaking for NASIC a couple years ago I mean whatever it may be that they wish to interact with the civilian side we jump at that opportunity and we're honored to be able to represent the uh, outsiders so to speak on base so it is uh, you know in our population we have uh, not only do we have military living in Beaver Creek quite a few but we also have a large contingent of uh, civil servants and but contractors you know right outside the base that uh, have office space and what have you in, in Beaver Creek so it's a it's one of those things that uh, Beaver Creek could not survive without Wright Patterson they're just not as Beaver right. Creek exists now yes they are hand in glove as, as a Absolutely. lot of communities that live right outside the gate of a military installation uh, but you know you're you're right outside the gate of an Air Force installation and yet you went into the army. Uh, tell us what your calling was to go into, not just the military, but specifically the army. Why? Why did you go to the army? Well, I tell you what. I'm going to be perfectly blunt. I was looking. I decided Wright State was not getting me where I wanted to go, and so I dropped out of college. And this was in 1968. Well, you know what was happening in 1968? The draft was following everybody that had a college deferment. So I started looking for opportunities to serve my country, but maybe not go to Vietnam. You know, and so what are those options? Well, the Air Force was one that said, okay, your odds are a little lower in the Air Force. Well, they weren't accepting anybody at that time. Uh, everybody, was, everybody else was doing the same thing, by the way, mm-hmm. and before me. And uh, so I happened to be in an Army recruiter's uh, office and he said let me have you take this test so you take this it's just an iq test a simple iq test and man do i have the job for you (laughs) sounds familiar yeah so he says well i'll tell you what he says if you can pass a uh, a security clearance your iq will let you be in the army security agency and he says they don't go to vietnam I says, where do I sign? <laughs> well, he's told it partially true. The partial truth was that no, we did not go to, to yeah. Vietnam as the ASA. Right. Did you say this guy's name and address for later? <laughs> <laughs> it's paybacks are, are, are terrible, yeah. you know how yeah. that is. But uh, so anyway, uh, you know, long story short, I ended up there and I was on Thompson at Air Base uh, most of the time. Rest of the time we can't say, but no, I just get the uh, and it was one of those experiences that is is one you just uh, you can't get anywhere else. And I don't want to sit here as uh, as a Vietnam vet and suggest I was out walking the jungle and pulling leeches off of me like a lot and a lot of uh, people were. Uh, I had it. Um, 
very moderate compared to uh, to some. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's how I ended up there, and that's how I ended up in the army uh, because uh, I, I would get seasick in the navy and uh, the marines. My dad was a marine, and he said no. Yeah. So it. Uh, it's like, That's, the, that it's was like the guy who uh, doesn't swim, doesn't join the Navy, the guy who hates to fly, doesn't join the Air Force. And yet, it seems that that's what happens is you end up in those areas where, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, you don't necessarily want to be, to include Vietnam. And yet, while there, um, you were decorated with the Bronze Star. Uh, why is that? Well, I'm a, a similar answer to the induction into the High School Hall of Fame. I'm not really sure. You know, I'm one that, uh, if I'm given a task, I do it to the best of my ability. And if I'm, if the task is not defined, then I try to define it and make it work. And if I need to bring people together to make it work, and that's, uh, and that's sort of what I did in Vietnam and with the ASA. It was my my role as a traffic control supervisor was to we had to get a message from anywhere within the uh, Southeast Asia onto the president's desk in three minutes. Now today, three minutes, boom, you know, well, that's probably three seconds today. But in 1969 and 70, that was extremely run, uh, uh, fast. The day of typewriters as opposed it, to computers. Abs absolutely. Yes. And so my job was to make sure that their the routes were always open. And if they uh, one route was under attack or broke down, then my had to reroute it. So I might s make sure that connection was made by going halfway around the world and then back around the world again just to be able to get there. And sometimes I'd have to travel in other parts of the country to uh, try to fix some things. So I can only attribute that award to doing what I was asked to do to the best of my ability. And if it was impressed, uh, if, it, you know, if it did it maybe better than others or impressed the right people, then so be it. But, uh, but that's just me. I'm going to do that whether I'm there or here. And I think I still do that today. How did your experiences in the military transfer over to being the mayor? <clears throat> well, not so much mayor, but I want to back up and say local politics, very local politics, is okay. very similar to the lower level of the military. You give a, you're, You have a role to play and you have to make the best of it and do what you can to make it better so that the upper levels of government or the upper levels of the military can move forward and or get the job done. And so at this level, it's, you know, it's, I consider it my job to bring people together so that the, and communicate with other levels of government so that the big picture gets accomplished. I'm not, I don't see my role as a mayor as one that has a list of accomplishments you know it's a I don't get anything done by myself uh, it just doesn't happen and so if I can keep the people around me and the people that do get it done and the rest of my council 
informed and knowledgeable, then things do get done. Did that cover that? Yeah, that covered it. All you right. nailed it, Mayor. <laughs> We're going to take a break now, but we'll be right back and hear more from Mayor Stone and his story. My name is Corporal Bradley Joseph Seitz. Jerry Reed. Kate Weber. These are real veterans facing a real challenge. I have PTSD. And I have PTSD. I have PTSD. Post-traumatic stress disorder can happen to anyone. I was still in a war zone in my mind. But treatment can turn your life around. Treatment has really saved my life. To learn about PTSD and how treatment can help you, call your local VA medical center or visit ptsd.va.gov. And we're back with Army veteran Mayor Bob Stone. Mayor Stone, if you could please tell our listeners about your experience at the Dayton VA Medical Center. Well, I, uh, a friend of mine, an Air Force friend of mine, by the way. Of course. <laughs> uh, um, talked me into going to the VA about maybe 15, 16 years ago to sign up for the Agent Orange registry that the VA has been running for quite a while. And I said, you know, I don't need, I'm fine, I'm healthy, I don't need anything from the VA. Uh, he says, well, I'm going out anyway and I want you to go with me. So we did. And uh, it was one of the best things that I have done for myself uh, just to open the door so that I could see what the VA had to offer to to be on that registry just in case something happened that I, uh, that I had a, a disease related to Agent Orange. So one thing led to another and all of a sudden I have a, uh, I, I'm assigned a uh, general practitioner and that general practitioner says, well, tell me a little bit about yourself. How do you, well, I see you wear glasses. And she signed me up for the optometry I was having some foot problems. She said, well, we'll send you to the podiatrist. Uh, the uh, sun kind of takes a lot out of my face, as you can see. But it, uh, so, you know, it's, then all of a sudden you're at the dermatologist and it just, one thing leads to another. And I kept showing up for these appointments and I didn't have to wait for two or three hours, you know, 10, 15 minutes maybe. And that, I waited longer than that in my private doctor's office. Uh, everybody was always courteous and kind. And so I continued and I said, you know, this is a place that I can keep my records in one spot. Uh, this is a place where I can go on the line and my healthy vet and order my meds if I need and uh, they'll send them right to me. It's just a very convenient place to consolidate your medical records and uh, and get care. Just a quick story on that. I had uh, a number of years back, I had a back problem that I went to a chiropractor for and he says, well, I can't do anything until I have a, an MRI to see more of what's going on. Well, I went to my family doctor out of the side of the VA and said, I need an MRI. He says, oh, well, you got to go to physical therapy first or you got to, I had to go through this process for insurance. So I picked up the phone and I called my family physician at the VA and I said this is my problem and the chiropractor says I need this okay they'll give you a call in a couple days within a couple days I was in to get an MRI 
and as it turns out, it was a good thing because the MRI said I needed back surgery, but it, I shouldn't say it's a good thing, but it, it, it kept me from going through. It's a good thing that you were diagnosed. Right. Great yeah. thing that I was yeah. diagnosed and the great thing that I didn't have to go through the agony of going through the outside insurance process. So my experiences at the VA have been nothing but positive. Now I do hear, you know, you hear stories. But I, I, and I sit there in that 10 or 15 minutes sometimes and watch, and some veterans are not as polite as they might should be as well. So, I mean, that's just, they get in a rush or they, or maybe they're just in severe pain. But I have always been treated with courtesy and kindness, but I, you know, and my philosophy is part of that as well. You get as good as you give. And that whether you're at the VA, whether you're at a private hospital, whether you're sitting in the mayor's seat, it doesn't matter. You get back as good as you give, most times even better. And, you know, you had mentioned earlier that um, uh, you you didn't feel like you needed it. Uh, you didn't need the care from the VA, uh, that uh, you didn't, uh, didn't want to take away from other veterans uh, and you know we hear that a lot a lot that's a, a major misconception for a lot of veterans that you know if you go to the VA you're taking away from those who need it more that you have to be either wounded or have lost a limb or some other uh, traumatic uh, war um, in, induced injury mm-hmm. uh, which simply isn't true uh, you just there are rules that uh, that you need to be qualified to receive the care However, uh, what a lot of people don't realize is when there's a qualified veteran to receive a VA benefits, that if they don't enroll, they're actually taking away uh, benefits for those who might actually be in more need uh, because the VA is uh, actually receives its funding by the number of enrollees. So we encourage anyone who is thinking about uh, the, that there's the opportunity for them to enroll, that they need to seek that, uh, that information and, and take that opportunity to apply for VA health care because even if you're not using it full-time, even if though you have other health care, your enrolling is actually helping uh, your fellow veterans who are receiving VA health care. Um, and, and you had mentioned also that uh, you find that it, it's not only courtesy, uh, kindness that you experience when you uh, go through the doors, but that you actually are employing the new technologies out there. Oh yes, you uh, are. With my healthy vet, uh, the apps, and so forth. Um, tell tell us, especially I'm sure that with COVID, uh, mm-hmm. that you probably found that as a convenience. Uh, that you know, we find that a lot of people. Uh, didn't use that pre-COVID, and now that COVID's come along and they've had to use virtual appointments and My Healthy Vet and do their scripts online and so forth instead of taking the time to to get a appointment with their primary care physician that uh, it's like, wow, all I have to do is grab my phone and make magic happen. <laughs> it does, and it does work that yeah. way. Very simple, very quick, very easy. Uh, again, it's not in my nature. Uh, you know, virtual communications if you're a if you're a person that likes to look people in the eye and see their smile and their heads nod and 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 even beyond that you can do that virtually but you can't do that virtually and so uh, while I did use it some during COVID and I certainly used the uh, prescription renewals and that sort of thing uh, uh, I still prefer and to go face to face yes but it, uh, 
Uh, and what's great is you have those options. You do. You have the options. They never see once did they say, no. well, COVID won't let us see you. Okay. Right. They, they maintain their doors open. I mean, you had to take the necessary precautions, but uh, they were there when you needed them. But I think a lot of people, uh, not just because of, uh, of the pandemic, but uh, that these technologies have become available, uh, some reluctantly have started using them and find out that, wow, this is really convenient and this is a whole, whole new way the VA is actually uh, taking care of its veterans. Well, that, that same app versus picking up a phone and trying to get a hold of somebody, you can send their me a direct email message, or probably not called email, but secure, message. secure messaging mm -hmm. to your doctor, to any of the different uh, divisions that you're seeing, whether it be your podiatrist or your dermatologist, or whatever, mm -hmm. and get a very quick response. Now, not necessarily the same day, but a very quick response, considering you might have to leave a message if you called, and they'll have to, you'd have to be ready for them to call you back. I, I enjoy the app and I use it quite frequently. And that would be the prescription app or the My Healthy Vet or? My Healthy Vet. Yeah, yeah. Which has all of it in. Exactly. In, in there. Yeah, there's, there's My Healthy Vet, but then My Healthy <coughs> Vet, uh, or you can just actually download the separate apps. We actually have apps for uh, the, the MOVE program, for example, to, yeah. to help you uh, with your exercise uh, programs or um, PTSD uh, support. And there's, there's, I'm not even certain how many apps we have, but I think they're growing as we speak. Uh, it's kind of like a, an ever-blooming garden of uh, different technologies that are becoming available. Well, that's the uh, that's the positive side of the pandemic. I think that the it increased the rate of that sort of thing, which would have sh shown up eventually anyway. Right. But because of the pandemic, uh, people got to work and started making the apps so you can do things remote. So if you were talking to a veteran right now who has not enrolled with the VA, what would be your number one piece of advice? Well, I learned something today. I did not realize what you were saying a little while ago about, uh, you know, the more people that are registered with the VA improve the funding and that sort of thing for our local VA. So that's what would be one of my messages that I would give, but it wouldn't be the first one. The first one would be to give it a try. Just go, just sign up, register. Give it a try. Nothing's going to tie you down to make you stay there. Doesn't cost you a dime to register. That, absolutely. That would be about as simple a message as I could give. Well, fantastic. We've been talking with Army and Vietnam veteran Mayor Bob Stone. We truly enjoy listening to uh, your stories, Mayor Stone, and uh, stories of veterans like you. Thanks again for sharing your time with us today. Well, thanks for having me, and I, I hope somebody does listen just a little bit and takes the trip out to the VA. I was in the military. I didn't know that when I left, I was eligible for health care through the VA. I thought you had to be disabled or been wounded. Another vet told me I should check it out. Now, I have the care I need at the Dayton VA. Don't wait another day to see how the VA may help you. I'm a vet, and it's my VA. Make it your VA today. Call 937-268-6511, extension 2159, to enroll. Or visit dayton.va.gov. Spring is here and summer is just around the corner and that means swimsuit season. Do you have an extra tire you want to get rid of? Who can you turn to? Well, the Dayton VA Medical Centers offer easy to follow weight management plans backed by the latest science. Their experts can help you reduce health risks, prevent or reverse some diseases, and live a better and even stronger, healthier life. MOVE is a weight management program designed to help you live a longer, healthier life. 
With the help of your Move Care team, you can eat a healthier diet, get more exercise, reduce your health risks, and improve your quality of life. The Move program offers weight loss support groups to help you lose weight and keep it off, healthy eating tips and cooking classes, and behavioral change strategies to help you live a healthier lifestyle. Do you think it can't be done? Are you someone who must see the evidence? Then check out our stories from others who have been a part of the MOVE program. Learn how MOVE helped them by visiting www.move.va.gov move slash success stories. Some success stories are simply amazing. All are motivating and testament to the strength of your fellow veterans. The program is available at the Dayton VA Medical Center or virtually through their app. Check it out at www.dayton.va.gov or call 937-268-6511 and ask to speak to a MOVE program coordinator. We want to say thanks again to our special guests for taking time today to share their story. We truly enjoy hearing stories from veterans from across the region and learning more about how they found care through the Dayton VA Medical Center. And as always, we want to thank our listeners for joining us and remind them if they are a veteran and are not enrolled to enroll with the Veterans Health Administration to receive health care benefits through the Dayton VA Medical Center. It's easy and it doesn't cost a thing. You just need to be a veteran. The simplest way to start enrollment is to call our enrollment and eligibility office at 937-268-6511, extension 4105. They can schedule an appointment for you to come to the Dayton campus or help make an appointment at one of the surrounding community-based outpatient clinics located at Springfield, Richmond, Lima, and Middletown. Again, that number is 937-268-6511, extension 4105. Veterans may also enroll by visiting www.choose.va.gov slash health. While there, you can choose from applying online or by phone or by mail. It's just that simple, really. As I said before, it doesn't cost a thing to apply. So what are you waiting for? Call us today. Or if you know of a veteran who is not enrolled, have them call to start taking advantage of this benefit. If you're a veteran, it's your VA. Sign up today. Join us again for another episode of My VA Dayton with the Dayton VA Medical Center. Our episodes drop the 1st and 15th of each month. I'm Scott Lease with your co-host, Greg Tucker. Thanks again for listening to My VA Dayton.